0: Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your daily podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here today. We were hoping to have a breakdown of last night's game against the Washington Wizards, but of course, that game had to be postponed due to the COVID-19 outbreak within that organization and the continued contact tracing. Certainly keeping them in our thoughts and hope everyone there has a full, quick and complete recovery instead of obviously seeing the game we ended up having something even better potentially for you the fans come for us here on the hornets hivecast and that is a full length interview with hornets rookie lamello ball where he talks about his past present and future on the court here in the queen city without further ado let's talk to lamello ball lamello thanks so much for taking the time we appreciate it
1: Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Ben.
0: So how has your first few weeks as an NBA player been?
1: Nice. It's been real cool. Yeah, it's been going well.
0: Is everything as you expected it to be outside, of course, of COVID-19?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say. And then I kind of got stuck with the COVID part. <laughs> so I didn't really expect that. But other than that, yeah. Is there one
0: thing that maybe surprised you because it wasn't exactly what you thought it would be playing in the NBA?
1: Mm, no, nah, not really.
0: Even the triple-double? Yeah most if not all nba players journeys as pros that starts one way or another on draft night for your draft night obviously unique due to covid but did it feel the way you always thought it would hearing your name being called
1: uh, yeah i actually liked it way better cuz i was able to be home with my family and stuff and be where i'm from so i liked it way better other than the uh you know how they usually do it cuz i i was at the other one too cuz my brother got drafted and i experienced that one too so, and I and I like mine better.
0: Some draftees get really emotional for a variety of reasons on draft night. Onyeka Okongwu, your high school teammate at Chino Hills, no doubt he was thinking right. of his brother who who tragically passed away way too soon and he wears his jersey number. Uh, Obi Toppin being an under-recruited guy out of high school going to lottery pick. Many players have that. You seemed overjoyed, but not overly emotional. Why do you think that was?
1: They're not pretty much just me being me and knowing me. I mean, I knew I was going to be in this uh, position for a long time now, so... Just being there and getting your name called, is more of a joy than, you know, anything sad or anything like that. So, yeah, I was just happy.
0: When you heard Charlotte was the team, what was the first thought that went through your mind?
1: Uh, I was just ready. I was just happy I got called, honestly. I mean, anywhere I went, I had a great positive attitude going into it, so I was happy. But then hearing Charlotte, I was like, oh, Charlotte, I know I already had some boys on the team, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. And I already knew what type of, like, team it was. So, yeah, I was happy to come there. And then Jordan as the boss and stuff, and just all the coaching. And when I met him back home, do the little pre-draft stuff. It was all going real nice. So, yeah, it felt like a great fit.
0: What's one thing you've learned about living in Charlotte that stands out to you now? Like, if you were going to tell, say, Leangelo he needs to move to Charlotte because blank. What would blank be?
1: Well, we're from Cali, so probably just to buy land and stuff like that. I mean, it's way cheaper out here. Get it for a better price, so...
0: I'm from California too, and yes, that is true. <laughs> you, you come here to the Queen City. How does the food compare so far?
1: I have my cook just cooking stuff, so she's really the one throwing it down out here, and she's been making some real good food all the time. So I love it.
0: You bought a house here in Charlotte. How is your place?
1: Oh yeah, well I'm staying. There. It's cool, real calm. You know, not too much going on. Someone to lay in my head. So yeah, I be chilling. COVID nineteen
0: means a lot of time at home. What are some of the things you have to keep you occupied?
1: Uh, so, see, even without COVID, I'm an at home person still. So, I mean, I just be at home chilling, talk to my brothers on FaceTime, you know, watch watch the movies, watch Netflix. But yeah, most of my stuff, I just be at home chilling.
0: Are you always looking for new movies, or is there like a favorite go to that you find yourself repeating a lot?
1: Uh, just whatever comes out, you know. It's a lot of series that I have going on, and then I finish them, and then, you know, maybe a new one will come out, and I'll watch that, and then maybe something else will come out. Or, like, even a movie would come out. Like, I just got done watching uh, Soul.
0: Soul was good. Soul was very good. I got little kids. They love it.
1: Right. It's a great movie.
0: You used to be a bit of a gamer, too. Are are there any video games in your place these days?
1: Right. Yeah, I used to play games, but then it's like sometimes I play them, sometimes I won't. But yeah, now I ain't played a game in a minute. But if anything, it'd probably be like Fortnite, Call of Duty, something like that, I guess.
0: On the court, you guys play up temple. You share the ball beautifully. It's not the normal ISO ball a lot of basketball fans associate sometimes with the NBA. How do you like the style of play?
1: Uh, I love it. I feel like it fits my game. I mean, growing up, I was always running, passing to the person ahead. That's how we learn basketball. So, yeah, just coming here kind of fits right into that.
0: And you mentioned it, it's how you've always played. Was there a, an NBA player or team that was kind of an example of at least elements of what you guys did back at Chino Hills?
1: A lot of people would like label it as the Warriors. Probably the Warriors, the closest thing. But I mean, we was playing a way nobody ever seen. A dead a ball and we already had two people down there, throw the ball, press the whole game, two, two, 1 to a two three. So yeah.
0: The kinds of assist numbers you guys are averaging currently here with the Hornets, you got to go back to those Warriors teams that were making and winning finals or even Magic Johnson's Lakers to find teams that have similar assist numbers. Do you feel the Hornets are headed in that kind of direction where you can compete at that level for titles?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the goal. You obviously want to play to win, so we're just trying to get there.
0: And it's a very fan-friendly style of play. The buzz around Charlotte's been intense since your arrival. I know fans would love to be there at Spectrum Center. Do you miss the crowds?
1: Most definitely.
0: When you played in Australia or even going back to high school, do you remember noticing the fans there at games, or are you kind of blocking it out and your focus is between the lines?
1: Nah, definitely between the lines, but I definitely always, you know, you always don't know when there's people there, especially because the noise used to be so loud. I mean, we used to feed off that energy, so... Yeah, we definitely missed the
0: crowds. Do you think your game or your energy level is going to take a jump when there are 20,000 people at the Hive there to watch you and your teammates? Yeah,
1: I believe so.
0: It's a day we certainly can't wait for, and we want all of you to be a part of. That's why I want to remind you that season ticket packages for the 2021-2022 season are available, and you can guarantee your price right now. For more information, call 704-HORNETS or visit hornets.com to live chat with a season ticket representative. Today on the Hornets Hivecast, we've got LaMelo Ball, third overall pick from the most recent NBA draft and one of the heavy favorites to be Rookie of the Year in the association. But... His origin story in terms of setting foot on the national scene goes back to when he was a 14-year-old freshman at Chino Hills High School. Let's talk some more with LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, first time I saw you play in person, I got to call one of your games in the CIF Championship your freshman year at Chino Hills. Team had you, your brothers, Onyeka Okonwu, a fellow freshman then. Eli Scott rounded out the starting five. He's a leading scorer at LMU. Team stacked with that much talent, you stood out even at... 5'11 or so at the time as a freshman what do you remember from that time in your career
1: I definitely know it was way different at the time like the only people that see us how we is today was ourselves I mean we all knew we can do it but like at the time we was winning it was just I mean I was five eight freshman my boy O was a freshman coming in finally seeing university for the first time Eli no offers or anything just playing I mean, Lonzo was set, and then we had Jello. So we had a lot of people that nobody thought was even like that. It was four of us. We pretty much just had though, and then we had to go out there and show people what we could do and stuff like that. And now you look looking back on it, and we are where we are now. So as long as you believe in yourself and stuff like that, I feel like you're always going to be able to be where you think and see yourself as.
0: In terms of most fun season or team, where does that one rank for you so far?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely for my lifetime, I remember that one. So probably won. I mean, we won 35-0, did everything right. It was just like a dream season.
0: And you beat good teams along the way. The game I saw was against Sierra Canyon. Remy Martin, who's yeah. tearing it up at Arizona State, was there. Cody Riley.
1: Right, yeah, we've beaten the best teams for sure. Mount Verde, all the, all the top teams. We were number one in the whole nation.
0: When you were in high school, you had a reputation as a scorer who would shoot from anywhere. Now you're seen more as a playmaker. When did that change start to happen for you in your game?
1: Uh, That's probably a question for the people because my whole life, I mean, I was able to score, play, make, all of that. But, like, it's just been a position where I was. Like, Tino Hills, I had to play the two because Longo was the one. So, I mean, obviously I was just a two-guard getting to it, trying to get buckets and stuff. But then even when he was tired, I played a one at the end or – just switch off with him whenever. But then right when he left, I was playing the one the whole time. So, obviously, I had to play make and score, do both. And then going to Australia play make. So, yeah, I've been playing making my whole life, honestly.
0: How important to your development was playing with your older brothers and just older players in general who were bigger at the time than you?
1: Yeah, I feel like it developed my game a lot. I mean, seeing older people and playing against older people, you obviously just going to develop other stuff. You become better. You get better every day because you're playing against you know, older people.
0: You've got great NBA size now, of course, but when you're rebounding against a center in this league, you're still giving up a few inches in height. Are there tricks from playing back in the backyard against your brothers or as a freshman at Chino Hills that you're still using today?
1: Tricks? To be honest, I just see it and go get it. I don't really have you no know, tricks.
0: When the ball goes up, do you feel like you know where it's going on a miss?
1: If I read it off the rim right, yeah. Like, just seeing which way it hits off the rim. So, yeah, sometimes. But sometimes it could be kind of hard, you know.
0: Mel, I'm a, I'm a big believer we, we take a lot from our individual experiences and our relationships growing up. And I'm going to name a couple people and places from your past and tell me what it brings to mind for how you got to be who you are and where you are today. So let's start with your brother, Lonzo. Oh, yeah.
1: My brother, well, Lonzo, I mean, I take a lot away from him. I mean, even a day to day basis, we still talk to each other. He talks to me, I talk to him. I learn from him, he learns from me. I mean, forever from my brother. Same with Jello, too.
0: How about Lithuania?
1: Lithuania, I feel like I got a great learning experience out of it. I mean, I went pro over there, learned a few things, playing against older men and pros. So, I feel like it was helping me every day too.
0: Chino Hills.
1: Chino Hills basketball. I mean, growing up, process. I mean, I was there learning from my brother still, learning from coaches. Pretty much was just young at the time, going through it. Just, like I said, hungry to get better. I'm just going in every day trying to get better. Your dad. Pops, one of the biggest role models in my life. I mean, he raised me. It's my man. I was always looking up to him as a little dick. So, yeah. Australia. Australia. Another learning experience. I went out there to play instead of going to college. So that's going to be with me for life. Pretty much just doing the opposite route, showing people that you ain't got to always do the traditional stuff to make it there. And your mom. My mom, one of the biggest supporters and role models in my life again. I uh, was always looking out for me, raised me. I mean, did everything she did could, so I was good. So, yeah, forever. and my pops.
0: Mello, your popularity exploded when you were in high school across all forms of media, but in particular social media. Today, how often do you interact with your fans on social media?
1: Well, uh, I mean, if I see something, i, I interact, but I, it don't really be too much. I'm really, you know, I'm here and there. not really always on the though.
0: What's the strangest yeah. message you've received?
1: Uh, I mean, every day you can think of, my man. Whatever you think is strange, I, I received it.
0: I can only imagine. What What's the best message you've ever received?
1: The best message? Uh, I mean, honestly, the message. The best message is when people always just say, like, keep inspiring, and like you inspired me to play basketball. Or like I was hurt back then. Like my feelings was hurting. and I seen you play, and now I see something else and want to do this. But so pretty much, just whatever message. Uh, inspire somebody and wants them to go do better in life or anything, that's the main thing to me. So that's probably the best messages.
0: Who's your favorite follow on social media? Who do you check when you're going on?
1: Uh, my favorite follow? My family. Yeah, my family. Dillo, my pops, my family.
0: How did you pick your handle, D one p
1: Oh, you talking about for Twitter? Yeah. It was a long time ago. My brother made it up because, you know, my nickname, Dip. So, and then back in the day. He was always like, oh, you going D1 because <laughs> of talent. This one I was like real young. So he just made a mellow D1 p
0: Which brother and how old were you at the time?
1: I was like eight and Alonzo. Or actually, no, nah, I might have been like 12 or something because I, yeah, I had to be older Now I, I was. not no eight. I was like 13, 12, something like that. But uh, nah, it was just D1 because, you know, dip. And I'm always number one. So it was just D1P. But then we also was like, at the time, Oh, you going D1 because I was real young and I committed to like UCLA. That was the whole little uh, thing behind it. Boop. Nope. My whole life, we already knew it was going to the
0: NBA. Well, fans, in addition to following Mellow, we encourage you to follow the Hornets on all of our social media handles as well as through our mobile app. You can download the Hornets app onto your mobile device for access to all new features and exclusive content, including the Hornets Hivecast. You don't want to miss the new game day experiences for every game this season as well, which give you information and digital activations available only through the Hornets app. Very thankful to have Hornets rookie sensation LaMelo Ball with us here today on the Hornets Hive Cast For our third and final segment, let's talk about his future on the court and how he sees the game. When you're playing the game and you're making a decision, you got the ball in your hand, you're deciding where to pass or dribble or whatnot, do you react to what the defense does or are you making them do what you want them to do? Like If you're looking in one direction, knowing the defense is going to do something and so you know your next move ahead of time. So... Shorter version, do you react super fast to what your opponent's doing, or do you feel like you're two steps ahead and you're manipulating
1: them? I'm going to say both. Because you could, I mean, the defense could always switch it up and do something random that you wasn't expecting, and you would just have to be quick with it. So definitely both. But most of the time, it's definitely the second second one.
0: Do you feel your reaction time and your decision-making is getting faster right now as you're playing here in the NBA?
1: No, I feel like it's always been the same.
0: Is there any difference that you feel between when you played in Australia or even backyard against your brothers to now?
1: No, it just all feels like basketball to me.
0: One thing that stands out about your game when you're passing, whether it's behind the back, a bounce pass, whatever it is, you always seem to hit your teammates in the hands in shooting position. How important is it not just passing but precise passing and accuracy?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it means a lot. I mean, so you don't really mess up a shot. It's just all one motion. So you catch it and then shoot instead of, like, making a hard catch and then having to come down and then shoot it, you know? You're pretty
0: good at it already, but how, how long do you really have to play with someone before you know exactly where they're going to want the ball, like that quarterback to wide receiver connection?
1: Right. I feel like, like I said, just a few games, shoot practices, stuff like pretty much what we're doing now. I and mean, just the more you play, the more it just gets easier and easier and easier.
0: Melo, I've heard you say your end goal is to be a Hall of Famer. Is that that's your ultimate goal? Yes, sir. What's the first element of your current game you feel you need to improve to get to your final destination?
1: I'm going to say all aspects. I feel like I need and I feel like I could improve every part of my game. I never feel like it's cap on anything that I got. So, just keep going, keep working, listening, taking the info, keep working out, just keep putting up stuff and see where I land.
0: What are some of the mile markers you need to hit on that journey? Like, what are some of the things you have to accomplish between now and the Hall of Fame to make sure you're on there in the first ballot?
1: Right, I feel like, just like I said, just keep listening and playing the game of basketball. Kind of just like let God take the wheel, and then just sit back and then normal work hard, and put that in perspective, and then I'm usually I'm good. Are all star games part of the equation? Yeah, most definitely. MVP? Yeah, hopefully.
0: Championships?
1: Yes, sir. Pretty much
0: everything. Last question for you, Melo. Michael Jordan had so many iconic moments. I think of the the championship shot he hit against Utah. If you had to envision your perfect play, your signature moment, the one thing you would be remembered for on the court, that one moment, would it be a pass, a dunk, or a shot? Mm,
1: a dunk? No, I'm just playing. i say a shot.
0: Well, we look forward to many, many more signature moments. Melo, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast.
1: Yeah, thank you, family, for having me. For
0: having me. And thank you to all of you for joining us as well. We hope you've enjoyed this exclusive, extended one-on-one interview. And again, our sincere thanks to LaMelo Ball for giving up so much of his time. We will have another edition of the Hornets Hivecast for you tomorrow, previewing the game against the Chicago Bulls. And I'd encourage you to go through the archives. We've got a lot of great interviews with different people around the Hornets, including general manager Mitch Kupchak and former All-Star Gordon Hayward. For now- Now for everyone with the Hornets, I'm Sam Farber saying thanks for listening. It's been a pleasure and a privilege having you with us once again on the Hornets Hivecast.